as God intended. Let's go. Talk Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. With a 24-7, 365 Talk Radio signal heard worldwide, America Out Loud Talk Radio is now heard in your car, home, or office, on smartphones, tablets, or any device. The entire platform has been built from the ground up with great thought and enthusiasm and a vision that stretches far into the future. Welcome, I'm your host, Dr. Jana Schmidt, naturopath and herbalist. I have a wonderful show for you today. But first, I want to encourage you, no matter what your situation, a strong mind and body are powerful resources. And you know, I'm here to help equip you and encourage you with those health tools that will create and maintain strong minds, strong bodies to keep you grounded and flourishing in this really hectic, crazy world. So each week, you know, I share health tips with you, something you can utilize to build strong, healthy lifestyles and tips that are practical and easy to implement. So let's get right to it. It's time to empower you with today's health tips, because after all, knowledge is power. Today, I'll be sharing 11 common plants with uncommon benefits. So we know that Plants provide us with food and oxygen and energy. They give us fiber and natural medicines, building materials, and many, many natural products like oils and papers. And well, plants are essential, as you can see, to human nutrition and to sustain balance in our environment. Many common plants have extraordinary benefits, benefits that help us live those healthy, vibrant lives that we all want to live. There are thousands upon thousands of plants that provide health benefits. So I'm going to share just 11 incredible plants to get you started. And hopefully, and you get you excited about learning more about plants. Here are the 11 we're going to talk about today. Ashwagandha, feverfew, holy basil, mullein, parsley, cilantro, ginkgo biloba, turmeric, lavender, oregano, and black elderberry. Again, there are thousands, but I just want to share these 11 with you to get started. But before I do get started, I feel the need to give a disclaimer before we begin. This information is is intended only as general reference for further exploration. It's not a replacement for professional health advice by any means, and it doesn't provide dosage information, toxicity levels, or possible interactions if someone is on prescription drugs. So accordingly, this information should be used under direct supervision of a qualified health practitioner, herbalist, naturopath, etc. So if you have any medical condition or you're pregnant, nursing, taking pharmaceutical drugs, please consult one of these people to go forward and read, read, read. There's so much to read. So number one, ashwagandha, also known as Indian ginseng or winter cherry. 
it it has traditions that stretch more than 4,000 years. Um, it's native to India and Sri Lanka and many other countries. And it's really popular with herbalists, um, both as a sedative, an anti-inflammatory aid, and an aphrodisiac. It's a woody shrub that grows about 36 inches tall and, and wide and has small, really beautiful chartreuse colored flowers. It prefers full sun and consistent water. And uh, when you grow it, you grow it as an annual for its roots and its leaves. Its roots are harvested in the winter, often from um, you know soils that are, are have a variety of different uh, textures to it. Um, and one interesting thing about ashwagandha is it belongs to the nightshade family. So nightshade plants are common like potatoes, peppers, tomatoes. They're all in the nightshade family and have um, often have nicotinic qualities, which is really good if you want to protect your body from venoms. Just saying. It's a really dynamic plant and it's classified in Ayurvedic medicine as a rejuvenation tonic. Pretty cool. So I would describe ashwagandha as an adaptogen, which is an herb that helps balance and restore the body. So we can look back in history and there are so many writings and documentations about ashwagandha all the way back to 600 AD. Uh, there's lots of Latin text about ashwagandha and it's its name actually, um, the name in Latin actually means uh, to dream or to, to fall asleep and dream. So it, and coincidentally enough, it does help you with a restful sleep, which I think is pretty cool. So in much of the world, it is used to help promote normal sleep and encourage healthy uh, cycles of uh, sleep and awake, which would be your circadian rhythm. So in the U.S., ashwagandha is most commonly as an adaptogenic herb. Like I said, I'm, I'm familiar most with it. And it does help to balance your body systems and cope with stress in a really wonderful, gentle, gentle way. So adaptogens can help us cope with stress and conserve energy. And it tonifies and rejuvenates our whole system, including the endocrine and immune system. So other other things that I know ashwagandha has used, been used for is, um, besides stress and sleep, is as a men's and women's specific health in helping to balance hormones, also in brain and cognitive support. So that's ashwagandha. You can find it in many different ways. Um, a plant, as a tincture, as a capsule, lots of different ways to um, utilize ashwagandha. Number two, feverfew. Feverfew is native to the Balkan mountains of Eastern Europe and a member of the daisy family. It has numerous white and yellow flowers and dark green foliage, and the smell is really beautiful. It's like a strong citrus smell. Um, it makes it a favorite of many gardeners, including me. <laughs> so it's been used for ages, and no surprise here, a fever and headache reducer. So the medicinal parts of the plant are the flowers and the leaves. It likes oh, full sun to part shade and really well-drained soil. 
it can um, grow well in zones four to nine. And you know, by the way, if you don't know what your zone is, you can easily uh, go online and just say, hey, what's my growing zone? And it'll show where you live. And uh, four through nine is where this one likes it. So nine is um, more tropical, less freezing. Four would mean that it could freeze. So literally this means this plant can pretty much handle just about anything, which is pretty cool. So feverfew is also known as featherfew or bachelor's buttons. Um, and again, best known for its headache help. There's an active component in this plant responsible for relieving headaches and it's called parthenolide, P-R-T-H-E-N-O-L-I-D-E. And there are many, many studies on how this helps with pain. So not just headaches. It can help combat the widening of blood vessels that cause pain in the head. It can help hinder production of molecules that cause pain and inflammation and can help reduce smooth muscle contractions. One other really cool thing about feverfew is it has a melatonin component in the leaves and that aids in natural sleep cycles and your circadian rhythm. So you see why I included feverfew in this. It's pretty, it smells good, and it grows everywhere just about, and it helps with many, many things very gently. Number three is holy basil. Uh, this is a wonderful herb. It's also known as Tulsi. You may have heard it be called Tulsi before. Its, it's history traces back more than 3,000 years in, in writings of how, how this helps us with our health. It's been used for a variety of ways, including um, help response to stress, uh, help our blood sugar levels normalize, promote longevity, nourish the mind, elevate the spirit. It's a medicinal herb that has been revered in countries such as India as a very special plant. And they, it's one that treats many ailments, including colds, flu, respiratory infections, aches and pains. And it's also very pretty too. It's got really green leaves with sort of a reddish purple hues to the ends of the leaves and often makes little pink flowers grows up to about 18 inches tall. It loves full sun, well-drained soil, and we treat it as an annual. Holy basil is also an adaptogen. Um, and as you remember, um, that's the herb that helps reduce stress, promote balance, restore the body like ashwagandha. I have this growing in my yard and it's wonderful just to walk by it and grab a leaf and, and eat it. It's delicious. It can be used in lots of dishes and just eaten straight. It's very popular as a tea. You can just throw some leaves in some boiling water and so many of the benefits just come out in that water as you drink it. So in addition to um, what I've mentioned, it also helps with brain and cognitive support, immune system support, foundational support, that's the core of our body, glycemic support and digestive support. So it's it's really it's really wonderful to nourish the mind and body and to help uh, balance our body's blood sugars and unhealthy response to stress. And it's really delicious. So number four is mullen. So mullen grows up to six feet tall with really beautiful yellow flowers and its leaves um, are very large and the leaves are what's mostly used in mullen and it 
really, when I think of mullein, I think of lung issues, coughs, bronchitis, laryngitis. This plant loves um, full sun, part sun. It's actually not really picky, even about the soil, just as long as it's well-drained and it grows in zones four to 10. So even more, more diverse is mullein. This um, mullein's plants, towering stalk with these golden flowers can be seen in fields, you know, just towering in open spaces through most of the world actually. Um, And its name is actually derived from a Latin word called mollus, which means uh, soft and refers to the textures of the leaves. They're very soft, really velvety. Um, The plant was originally just native to Europe and Mediterranean, North Africa, Asia, but it's been widely naturalized in North America and Australia and grows beautifully. So one of the first documented medicinal uses of mullein was in this, in something 2000 years ago, it's called the Dioscorides. And this was for pulmonary conditions. So the flowers have this sweet emollient quality and an oil infusion can be made from those flowers and it can help pulmonary conditions. I've actually used mullein oil for a natural eardrop to help reduce inflammation. Sometimes uh, I would combine it with garlic oil or just put a piece of cut garlic in the mullein, warm it up, strain it off, strain off the garlic and use it um, for ear infections when my kids, kiddos were little, worked beautifully. Um, I do recommend that you make sure that's what you're dealing with if your kids have ear infection, it, you know, hurt ears, make sure that's uh, what they actually need before you drop anything into their ears. So um, also a large um, flower stalk can be um, lit like a torch because of the tallow in it and the oils. Uh, it can uh, burn for a long time. It's really cool. We've done this before. And the flowers, because of that bright yellow, has been used for fabric dye. Really um, beautiful yellow color. Oh, and we've colored eggs in in mullein flowers too. And I love the Native American culture. And Native American cultures used um, these leaves in lots of medicinal blends and in different ceremonies throughout history. It's a really majestic and versatile plant, and it's um, really easy to identify. So again, I mentioned pulmonary and respiratory function. Um, The seeds and flowers can be um, both used. It can be uh, dried or fresh, and you can make it an infusion or in a tea. It's really, um, really, really versatile and really beautiful, and it, it grows, grows amazingly. All right, let's hit number five, parsley. So parsley is in a family called Apiaceae family, and it's native to the Mediterranean regions of southern Italy, Algeria, and Tunisia, but has been naturalized through Europe and U.S. It's one of the most commonly used culinary herbs in the world. I think everybody has probably tasted parsley, where maybe not everyone has tasted ashwagandha. Parsley tends to thrive better in cooler temperatures. Uh, I generally... Uh, try to p- keep parsley growing year-round and if I live in a warm climate so I usually keep it somewhere in the shade and make sure it has lots of water on the leaves to keep it cooler but it, it will grow uh, it, it will grow here in Florida but um, it, it likes cooler temperatures a little bit better 
One thing I thought was really cool about parsley is it's in the same family as carrot and fennel. So parsley root can actually be, be eaten like a carrot or like fennel, although it's a little more bitter than it is sweet. It has um, curled or flat varieties, leaves both really wonderful, um, both taste very good, um, and full of phytonutrients. It's excellent for cooking, adding to smoothies, or garnishing. So parsley, um, when I say highly, highly nutritious for or phytonutrients, it contains all the major minerals and loaded with flavonoid antioxidants and full of chlorophyll. This is this plant has so much chlorophyll in it and chlorophyll is really wonderful to help the body uh, utilize oxygen. It helps the red, red blood cells carry oxygen to every part of the body. Um, also, it's a great breath freshener and um, helps with elimination. Again, amazing parsley. Oh, another thing is it's really high in vitamin C and iron and can help improve blood sugar levels as well as oxygenation levels. Uh, high in vitamin K, which can support your bone and health heart. Super simple. Parsley is so nutritious. Well, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we'll talk about some more of these common plants with uncommon benefits. And I want to thank one of our sponsors, Global Healing, for being a sponsor on Looking for Healing Talk Radio. I have to tell you, they create the finest supplements. I want to share today with you Global Healing's Quercetin. It's a remarkable antioxidant and designed with its bioavailable ingredients to support your body's normal response to allergens, inflammations, and histamines. Be sure to visit americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off when you use the code OUTLOUD. We'll be right back. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with Oxy Powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why Oxy Powder is our number one seller. It worked. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Welcome back. 
This is Dr. Jana Schmidt, your host today on Looking for Healing Talk Radio on America Out Loud. We were discussing the incredible facts about common plants with uncommon benefits. But first I want to remind you, you can find out more about this show and all the shows and get the latest podcasts if you go to the menu bar at America Out Loud under our shows and schedule, and then you'll be in the know. And remember, all of our Looking for Healing shows actually go to podcasts typically a day or two after it broadcasts on talk radio. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, and many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts. So we are at number six of our list of common plants with uncommon benefits. So we're at number six, and that is cilantro. Again, pretty popular in our society. Um, We're familiar with the culinary uses of the leaf and the dried seeds of cilantro, which are referred to as coriander and are also used in cooking, especially in curries from various parts of India Chinese, Portuguese, and African cooking. I I really use a lot of cilantro in my cooking and we grow it quite often. I found that it grows really, really well in a tower garden or aquaponic garden. It seems to do um, beautifully and actually get a little crazy uh, growing in a tower garden. I think it likes the constant water. We use it quite often in... Um, breakfast foods. We make a Costa Rican breakfast that uses a lot of cilantro and rice and um, avocados. It's really delicious. Uh, So this plant is also in the Apiaceae family and it spans across Southern Europe, Northern Africa, Southwestern Asia, and as you know, we grow it here. So it's actually cilantro is the Spanish word uh, for coriander which with coriander, which is derived from the Latin word coriandrum, which I thought was kind of interesting. I was trying to figure out where coriander came from because uh, it didn't really sound like cilantro, but it's the Spanish word for that. I thought that was pretty neat. So what else can cilantro be used for? Well, since it has high antioxidant activity um, in the leaves and seeds, it can be um, made into an oil, can be made into a tincture, it can be dried, um, and the leaves actually seem to have the highest amount of antioxidants, so I usually use the leaves. It can be used as a diuretic, helping um, flush the system. One really cool thing about cilantro, it's like kind of a planting note for, for you gardeners out there, when you pull up basil, when, when basil is finished and you're you're harvesting the seeds and you're pulling it up or I don't know how what you might do, mulch it back in, this is where you should plant cilantro. It loves to go right after basil. So it will start to bloom very quickly as the days get warmer. Um, and if you keep harvesting the flowers off of it, it can extend the harvest. And I highly recommend you add it to... Um, any dish for boosts of vitamin A, vitamin C, and E. Number seven, I really love this one, ginkgo biloba. It's one of the oldest species of trees and one of the oldest homeopathic and naturopathic plants. It's a key herb in Chinese medicine. Ginkgo is the oldest surviving species of trees, and it's often referred to as a living fossil. It grows up to as high as 40 
meters. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous tree. Look, I just recommend look up ginkgo biloba tree and check out the leaves. They're very different. And in the fall, they turn bright yellow, like just vibrant yellow. So I mentioned Chinese medicine. The leaf um, is used uh, for the respiratory system, and I learned that through Chinese medicine. Um, it is truly amazing. This this uh, tree has uh, imparted such profound influence on, on our uh, human physiology, um, but that it's not just the respiratory system. This is best known for its ability to boost brain health. There are so many studies about ginkgo and how it can help people slow cognitive decline um, in dementia and even Alzheimer's. Many, many research studies. Um, it can also help with diabetes and there's uh, influence that it can help with bone healing. Another um, interesting thing about uh, ginkgo is its help in improving blood circulation to the brain and all over the body. And this is how it might also help relieve some of the um, Alzheimer's and dementia uh, symptoms is because of this increased circulatory um, action. Also can help people with tinnitus. Sometimes tinnitus is from a lack of good circulation and this can help. Raynaud syndrome is a syndrome where um, the circulation isn't enough to keep the hands and feet warm and i've seen ginkgo uh, help people with raynaud syndrome in that in case as well so just wanted to share that about ginkgo um, other things that ginkgo is good for um, eye health inflammation anxiety it helps with depression but honestly i think the most well-established um, studies are all on cognitive support it is actually europe's number one selling herbal medication uh ginkgo and there are over 400 scientific publications on ginkgo alone making it the most researched herbal product pretty amazing <clears throat> most of these clinical trials are documentation of positive effects it has on cognitive function brain health, cognitive function, mental focus, things like that. Um, uh, what else? Oh, recall, recognition, memory. It's funny. <laughs> Maybe I need a little more ginkgo. Uh, reaction time, attention, concentration, mood, energy levels. We can all use this. This is, this is amazing for everyone. It definitely has many, many um, diverse mechanisms that help help the brain, help act activity and neuroprotective actions in the brain. Uh, also helps with age-related cognitive decline. So um, ginkgo has this other really cool thing I've been learning about. So it benefits the body's cardiovascular system by supporting nitric oxide production and protecting against oxidative stress. Now nitric oxide is a molecule that helps relax and widen the blood vessels, supporting blood flow and circulation. Ginkgo extract can help support cardiovascular health by supporting um, the vascular function and blood circulation. So even more cool things about ginkgo below, but I actually have a little ginkgo tree in my yard. I'm just hoping it grows big and big and strong so we can utilize those leaves. So number eight will be turmeric. And lots of people know turmeric. Sometimes you may 
hear it referred to as curcumin. Um, it's indigenous to southeastern and eastern Asia, um, and it's been used for thousands of years as a traditional medicine, as a coloring agent, and a delicious spice. So reports of its medicinal use go back really far, and we can find writings about it back to 600 BC. That's pretty amazing. It goes back to Greek writings, and it's been used to support healthy digestion, promote cardiovascular health, and support the immune system. It can also, well, in Ayurvedic medicine, can also be used for the eyes. Western herbal medicine, turmeric, is most used as an aromatic bitter, um, supporting healthy liver function. If you've ever seen turmeric, you have, you know, it has a bright orange hue. It's kind of hard to miss that bottle of turmeric sitting on your shelf, um, and it is really delicious and easy, easy to use. It's um very common in Indian medicine and it's been known to have anti-cancer properties and prevent DNA mutations. So I recommend this is one of the spices that everybody has in their house. It's been used for thousands of years for these types of things. It helps to scavenge um, radical free radicals in the body and uh, clean up some of the pollution that we are exposed to every day in our in our life it can help with healthy digestion and again helping the immune system i think um turmeric uh, may be used most as an anti-inflammatory for people who suffer with um, pain arthritis and uh, look for a little uh, relief in that well we are already at number nine So I'm going to tell you one of my favorites, lavender. There are about 39 different types of lavender. Um, The true lavender is just from Provence in France, but there are other types of lavender species that have great, great qualities. They're mostly native to mountainous zones, um, Mediterranean, Southern Europe, Um, but we're growing it in Australia and the U.S. today. And the fragrance is just as amazing as its rich history. It goes back, you know, 2,000, 3,000 years, back to Egyptian uses and the Roman uses. It was so valued in Roman times that they charged 100 denarii per pound. Now, this is equivalent to a month's wages for most people. So a month wages for a pound of lavender. That is amazing. So the current name lavender is actually a a derived from a Latin word, which means to wash. In modern times, it's certainly still used as a fragrance um, to wash, you know, in, in soaps and other toiletries, but we also use it as natural remedies as well. So if you've ever experienced anxiety or um, tension, Uh, Chances are someone may have recommended to use lavender, um, and for good reason. It's very aromatic. Um, This little purple flower is very distinct. There's nothing really that smells like lavender, and it has anti-anxiety capacities. It's proven to be very soothing, and it helps um, directly impact 
mood and cognitive performance. It helps to relax and it's been commended for its relaxing properties to help people get sleep. Amazingly enough, lavender has anti-inflammatory benefits as well. I often use it applied directly to the skin when I dilute it with something else, maybe another oil or a hydrosol or rose water. It has um, wonderful uh, uses in the aromatherapy world and very, very gentle. So it can be used for just most everyone can utilize lavender in a diffuser, in a spray, um, other than just being fragrant, right? It does help with stress and sleep and other methods to support your relaxation. I like, um, I like putting it in a bath. I actually have a, a product in the Jana's All Natural store. It's janasallnatural.com that is a spray with lavender and vanilla and the base is colloidal silver. And so it's an anti-inflammatory, um, it's a antibacterial, antifungal, antiparasitic, antiviral, but it's also really, really, really relaxing. And another way I use this, I say I used to keep this in my purse all the time, especially when my boys were growing up, is it helps with burns. So lavender is renowned in helping the skin um, remediate and heal from a burn, but so is silver. So when I combine those together, not only is it um, you know, great to spray on hands to, to get rid of uh, things that shouldn't be there potentially, but it also could help relax and take care of burns. I will, um, let me share with you just a couple personal stories of how this helped with burns. Uh, I was, uh, I reached, uh, to pick up a pot, a top off the stove, and I didn't realize that the eye had been on. I couldn't see it. So when I touched it with my hand, it burned every finger on my hand and I immediately, you know, ah, immediately ran water under it and I reached for the lavender and put lavender all over, just slathered my hand on it and it, it really helped, helped it stop hurting immediately, but I was pretty sure I was going to have blisters. So uh, I sprayed it with colloidal silver, kept putting lavender on it and this is how I got the idea to combine these and it didn't blister at all. It was amazing. And I have numerous stories like this of where my children touch something. Well, I actually just have one son that did that. <laughs> sometimes sometimes those of us who have many children, we have one or maybe two that push the limits a little bit. That Yes, I have one of those. And he, I would tell him something was hot and he would touch it and was like, oh, that's hot. I'm like, yes. So he had to find out by doing and he often burned himself or himself or um so lavender was absolutely uh, beneficial when it came to burns but i thought well if it helps with you know severe burns what about sunburn so i often put lavender oil in aloe and if there's a sunburn a little silver a little aloe a little uh, lavender and it works beautifully it helps remediate that burn pretty much overnight so and then reapply and reapply so i definitely uh, recommend lavender when it comes to any kind of burn and it's i think it's best to dilute it so you can spread it and utilize it best so again i do have um 
a lavender silver spray uh, that I offer um, at Jana's All Natural, so you should check that out. I wanted to share some other interesting facts about lavender. Uh, a, a recent PubMed search, um, the National Center for Biotechnology Information's database on scientific research said a 1,674 scientific papers and articles with information on the uses of lavender. That's pretty amazing. I thought that was amazing. Uh, so again, stress, anxiety, blood pressure, migraines, smells great, helps with burns. I love lavender. It's wonderful. Uh, so I guess we are, we're up to number 10, but I'm thinking we might need to take a break and come back and do the last two, which will be oregano and elderberry. So stay with us. We're going to we're going to take a quick break, but I do want to remind everyone that Looking for Healing Talk Radio airs 11 a.m. Monday through Friday, Monday with the amazing Dr. Brian Artis as your host, Tuesday with the lovely Nicola Burnett as your host, Wednesday with the incredible Dr. Henry Ely as your host, and Thursday you got me, Dr. Jana Schmidt as your host. And on Friday at 11 a.m., we all come together to discuss current health topics and take questions from you. To submit your questions for us um, on our Friday discussion talk show, go to americaoutloud.com under shows and you'll see looking for healing. There you can submit your health questions for us to discuss. Keep them coming. Your questions are amazing. We so appreciate hearing from you. We'll be right back. Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with Oxy Powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why Oxy Powder is our number one seller. It works. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution. And now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. 
Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. Welcome back to Looking for Healing Talk Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Jana Schmidt. We've been talking about common plants with uncommon benefits. Wanted to thank one of our sponsors, Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing students just like you. The best way to be free is to be healthy. Learn how at energetichealthinstitute.org. You'll learn about holistic nutrition, fasting, detoxification, art of cellular healing, and so much more. Join the EHI family and make tomorrow amazing. Also wanted to share with you that America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on the iHeart Network. You can also listen on your media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps available on Apple, Android, and Alexa, where we stream 24-7. And now you can also hear them on the podcast of the same apps. The apps are free and the mission is priceless. So let's get back to our common herbs with uncommon health benefits. Again, there are thousands and we're just talking about 11 today and we are already up to number 10. Number 10 is oregano. Oregano is native to Europe, the Mediterranean, Southern Asia, where it was and is still prized for its flavor. It adds to so many foods, but it's grown all over the world now. We often see it at in nurseries. It's easy to buy oregano or to get the seeds even in the grocery store. So oregano was used to preserve meat before refrigeration was available because it has high amounts of oils, including carvacrol, thymol, and eugenol. These compounds also help reduce coughs. They can aid in digestion and fight against bacteria and viruses. Other uh, uses that I know of for oregano are wound healing and parasitic infection. It's been used, oregano has been used for medicinal purposes since the ancient times and as an herb for good health because anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal properties, it is amazing. Oregano is high, high in antioxidants and contains key compounds that function synergistically to support the body's natural resistance and healthy immune response really incredible. And if you've ever had oregano, you know how delicious it is. So I want to tell you if you're, if you're growing it, you can do, um, seed, you can do it from seeds or newly bought oregano plants. They can be moved outdoors in the late spring or summer. Uh, they don't really like a frost, uh, give them warm, sunny, sheltered spot in well-drained soil or in a container. If you have heavy, damp soil, uh, plant a raised bed or container where the drainage will be better. And they, the varieties of um, 
oregano range from zone four to 10. So another really amazing growing plant. They do like full sun, by the way. There are different types of oregano, so you can choose the one that you like best, or you could do like I do and choose them all. So uh, common oregano, Greek oregano, golden oregano, Italian oregano, and ornamental oregano. These are all amazing. And there's one more that you may, may or may not know of, marjoram. So it's known as a separate herb to oregano when it comes to cooking. However, all types of margarine, marjoram are actually variations of oregano. It's pretty cool. They're all part of the oregano family of plants. So all of these can be eaten fresh, dried. You can make an infusion, which is basically a tea. Um, tinctures, it can be made into oils. Oregano is very, very healthy for you and very versatile. All right, here's our last one. We're already at, we're already at a number 11. Black elderberry. <clears throat> Sambucus is amazing. So that's its fancy name. It's also called black elderberry or European elder. It's a shrub, but in my yard, it's huge. It's way more than a shrub. It's It towers over me. It's It loves this climate. Um, it's primarily found in Europe and North America, um, and it has long been used in traditional cultures to support immune function. Regarded as an elder plant in Native American herbalism, elderberry has been used collectively by many tribes as tonic medicine and food to promote health and vitality. The elder plant has deep roots of tradition. In the 9th century, Charlemagne was said to proclaim that the elder plant as a panacea be widely planted all over. In all traditions of herbal medicine and a display or offering of gratitude for plants and medicine was a part of the ritual of harvesting. So it's it's great to when you harvest a plant, especially if you're taking a good bit of the plant, it's always great to plant something back um, or harvest the seeds and plant the seeds again. So what is black elderberry used for? Let's talk about some of those. Um, the elderberry flower has um, a distinct use and it's traditionally used to support uh, the immune system, especially in the realm of regulating body temperature. It helps open up the pores and allows for sweating and releases the exterior, which can be helpful for those who may have trouble with um, inefficient immune response. So the berries are very popular in herbal medicines too. Uh, but one more thing about the flowers. Um, they're, I, I love the flowers when they're dried. So we dry the flowers and we use the elder flowers in teas for colds and uh, flu or just to help you through the cold season. Okay, so berries, elderberries, number one, delicious. Um, and I feel like it's gained a lot of popularity. Um, at least it feels like it anyway. So the black elderberry is high, high in flavonoid rich compounds. It has antioxidant protection and uh, it can help us get rid of a lot of the pollution in our bodies. One really cool thing about elderberry is it has antihistamine properties. So just the natural berry, as long as it's not heated up too high when it's being 
made into whatever it's being made into, syrup or a jam or a, um, a tincture. As long as you don't heat it up too much, it will retain those antihistamine properties. So it's being used more and more now in food and drinks um, in the U.S. I, we're starting to see it more, but most of the world has used it for many years in a staple of their of their diet, making syrups and wines and jams. Um, and as as I said before, the Native Americans used it as well. They used it uh, the berries and the flowers. So there is a specific flavonoid compound in the action of elderberry that binds to specific proteins on the outside of a virus and it keeps it from attaching to host cells. You get that? That's pretty incredible. So this flavonoid in elderberry can render a virus null, null and void. So it blocks the virus from attaching to the host cells and then the elderberry inhibits the virus's ability to reproduce and flourish in the body. That is pretty amazing. So this is how I usually describe it. Let's take the flu, which elderberry is very efficient in helping stop. And I'm gonna get into that in just a minute. So if you imagine the flu, it gets, uh, so the flu is in the body and in the throat, it replicates for about three days. So what happens in um, a replication of a flu virus is it's it sends off spikes and this is actually spike protein spike proteins are natural to viruses um, sends off these little spikes all over and then they break off and they keep multiplying over and over these spikes create more and more and more and more but if you have elderberry in your in your system it literally stops that process of replication it stops it in its tracks absolutely amazing so I'm going to continue to share some more cool things. One specific effect of elderberry is that it activates healthy immune system by increasing inflammatory cytokine production and anti-inflammatory cytokine. It's pretty amazing how it balances the um, inflammatory and anti-inflammatory to help the immune system with various illnesses. It definitely has an immunoprotective uh, effect. So many clinical studies show that flu patients treated with elderberry recovered significantly quicker than those who were not treated with elderberry. And that just goes back to what I shared with you about how it literally stops the replication of these viruses in the body. Um, in addition, elderberry is high in anthocyanins, and these compounds have shown significant protection against um, oxidative stress and hemorrhagic fevers. So um, any anthocyanins are pigments that, depending on their pH concentration and concentration may appear red or purple or blue. We've seen them, blueberries, beets, uh, red cabbage, elderberry, uh, blackberries, and anthocyanins acts, acts as antioxidants that help inhibit the formation of harmful unhealthy cells. It protects the cells, lowers inflammation. This is pretty amazing. In addition, all these purple and blue and red fruits and vegetables, and I'm not talking about red 40, we're talking about the God-given colors of, of the natural fruits and vegetables. 
they can improve um, our vision. They can help with neurological and vascular health, and they definitely protect against a variety of diseases. They exhibit antimicrobial, antiviral, and it helps against hemorrhagic viruses. And I'm just going to name a few hemorrhagic viruses you may have heard floating around out there like um, Ebola, Lassa, Marburg. Those are hemorrhagic viruses and anthocyanines will help your body protect against them. So just wanted to share that with you. And that's in elderberry in high, high amounts. So there's a, a brilliant doctor from Israel her name is Dr. Madeline, and I'm going to try and say her last name, Mumku Oglu. If you want to look her up, it's M-U-M-C-U-O-G-L-U. She turned a lifetime of research of on elderberry into the health, health benefits of elderberry and the old folk remedy for influenza into a clinically proven treatment for the flu absolutely amazing what she did she proved that this remedy elderberry is against is effective against all flu viruses not just specific strain strain specific viruses but against all of them it has antiviral effect it's pretty amazing I, I read about her she won all kinds of awards and prizes uh, about uh, and using inter, you know, about interferon in the body and viruses. And when I read her work about elderberry, I was just amazed. I was floored. I, I, at that moment, I really dug in and started um, really learning more and more about elderberry as a antiviral compound and how it naturally is occurring in this plant. So our flu shot, I've never by the way, gotten the actual flu shot. Um, and no one in my family has either. But our our version of a flu shot, I'm using quotations, is literally a swig of elderberry. So that's <laughs> that's our our flu shot. So you know when you when you hear about the flu and you hear about medication for the flu, there is a drug out there called Tamiflu. You may have heard this. It's an antiviral drug. Its main component is star anise, the same component in star anise. Um, I prefer elderberry and star anise to Tamiflu. Um, so what I was wanted to share with you is that the elderberry doesn't have negative side effects and children can safely, again, check with your doctors, but, um, but from my experience, children can safely, uh, take this natural food. In contrast, Tamiflu cannot be given to children under 12. There have been some terrible side effects. So I just want to encourage you, there are some natural things out there for our whole family to help with um, with the flu. So I just want to encourage you, there are many, many plants out there with many benefits and I've just scratched the just the surface. But I'm so excited about how they're used in our life, how we can use them to help our our families stay well. And when we learn it and we share it with others, it just goes, the, the knowledge just gets handed down more and more. And growing some of these things, 
If you don't have a yard, it's okay. You can actually grow them in a pot. You can get a little grow light and grow them on a windowsill. Tower gardens are incredible ways to, to grow plants. And I feel like it's, it's almost becoming a lost art. So I definitely encourage you, whatever you love to grow, whatever herbs you love to use, share those with others, share your knowledge with others, because I feel like uh, it's really wonderful to perpetuate these these healing plants and all their their uh, abilities to help us as many generations before us well knew uh, herbal natural medicine can provide health benefits that totally make it worth learning and utilizing thanks so much you all for hanging with me today i really uh really appreciate it and i will have a really cool interview for you next week um i have a really special surprise guest um a sincere thank you for joining me really i look forward to each day monday through friday at 11 a.m with you all on america out loud talk radio here we will continue to learn and grow in the realm of natural health this is dr Jana schmidt wishing you god's blessings in knowledge wisdom and abundant health